written by Milk, M-I-L-C-K, but it was sung by a group of women at the Women's March on Washington. Uh, that was posted on YouTube by a number of people. I found it uh, posted on YouTube by Alma Harrell, A-L-M-A-H-A-R-E-L. Greetings and welcome to Bernie 2020. 20. This is an independent podcast on progressive politics inspired by Bernie Sanders, progressive and radical activism, and the Green Party. This podcast is completely independent of any candidate, party, PAC, or political organization. If you want to reach out to me, you can send me a message at BernieUS2020 at gmail.com, or you can follow me on Twitter over at my new Twitter handle at BernieUS2020. And if you want to find out more, you can look at back episodes and find a bunch of links at Bernie-2020.com. If you want to keep this podcast going, you can also support this podcast by going to patreon.com slash unrelated things and making a donation. I have a whole bunch of stories that I've collected since the last episode that I want to cover, but I'm not going to actually cover any of those on this episode, the Women's March on Washington and around the world was absolutely phenomenal. So I am going to turn this episode over to some of the people who spoke at the Women's March and not necessarily the most important people that spoke. The most important people, I think, were the people out on the streets, not necessarily the people up on the stages, but I am going to cover some of those people who did give speeches up on the stages, a variety of different voices you'll hear on the episode today, starting with Alicia Keys. Ladies and gentlemen, are we here? Are you ready to march? Say yes! the huts of history's shame I rise up from a past that is rooted in pain I rise I'm a black ocean leaping and wide welling and swelling I bear in the tide leaving behind nights of terror and fear I rise into a daybreak that is wondrously clear I rise bringing the gifts that my ancestors gave I am the dream and the hope of the slave, I rise. Now, I know you've been hearing a lot of talking and we all have so much to say inside of us. We just, I just want to thank you so much for your courage. Thank you so much for your womanliness. Thank you so much for your strength. Thank you so much. Let us continue to honor all that is beautiful about being feminine. We are mothers, we are caregivers, we are artists, 
We are activists. We are entrepreneurs, doctors, leaders of industry and technology. Our potential is unlimited. We rise. We rise. We will not allow our bodies to be owned and controlled by men in government or men anywhere for that matter. We will not allow our compassionate souls to get stepped on. We want the best for all Americans. No hate, no bigotry, no Muslim registry. We value education, healthcare, and equality. Mm. We will continue to rise until our voices are heard, until our planet's safety is not deferred, until our bombs stop dropping in other lands, until our dollar is the same dollar as a man's. And we continue to recognize that yes, we can. Until everyone respects mother energy and everyone with a belly button must agree. So I need you to repeat after me. We are here. We are here. We're on fire. We're on fire. Living in a world. That's on fire. Feet on the ground. Not backing down. Feet on the ground. Not backing down. And that was Alicia Keys at the Women's March on Washington. And this is Tamika Mallory. And then we will follow that up with Linda Sarsour. This is Tamika Mallory, co-chair of the Women's March on Washington. Today is not a concert. It is not a parade. And it is not a party. Today is an act of resistance. Now, some of you came here to protest one man. I didn't come here for that. I came here to address those of you who say you are of good conscience. To those of you who experience a feeling of being powerless, disparaged, victimized, antagonized, threatened, and abused. To those of you who for the first time felt the pain that my people have felt since they were brought here with chains shackled on our legs. Today I say to you, welcome to my world. Welcome to our world. I stand here as a black woman, the descendant of slaves. My ancestors literally nursed our slave masters through the blood and tears of my people, we built this country. America cannot 
be great without me, you, and all of us who are here today. Today you may be feeling aggrieved, but know that this country has been hostile to its people for a long time. For some of you it is new, for some of us it is not so new at all. Today I am marching for black and brown lives, for Sandra Bland, for Philando Castile, for Tamir Rice, for Ayanna Stanley Jones, for Eric Garner, for Michael Brown, for Trayvon Martin, and for those nine people who were shot at the Emmanuel African Methodist Episcopal Church. We have a chance, brothers and sisters, to get this thing right. We can do it if women rise up and take this nation back. Assalamu alaikum, may peace be upon you, brothers and sisters. My name is Linda Sarsour, and I am one of the national co-chairs for the Women's March on Washington. I stand here before you, unapologetically Muslim American, unapologetically Palestinian American, unapologetically from Brooklyn, New York. Sisters and brothers, you are what democracy looks like. Sisters and brothers, you are my hope for my community. I will respect the presidency, but I will not respect this president of the United States of America. I will not respect an administration that won an election on the backs of Muslims and black people and undocumented people and Mexicans and people with disabilities and on the backs of women. Many of our communities, including my community, the Muslim community, has been suffering in silence for the past 15 years under the Bush administration and under the Obama administration. The very things that you were outraged by during this election season, the Muslim registry programs, the banning of the Muslims, the dehumanization of the communities that I come from, that has been our reality for the past 15 years. Sisters and brothers, if you have come here today as your first time at a march, I welcome you. I ask you to stand and continue to keep your voices loud for black women, for native women, for undocumented women, for our LGBTQIA communities, for people with disabilities. You can count on me, your Palestinian Muslim sister, to keep her voice loud, keep her feet on the streets, keep my head held high, because I am not afraid. Sisters and brothers, fear is a choice. We are the majority. We are the conscious of these United States of America. We are this nation's moral compass. If you want to know if you are going the right way, follow women of color, sisters and brothers. We know where we need to go, and we know where justice is, because when we fight for justice, we fight for it, for all people, for all our communities. I want to remind you that the reason why you are here today is because mothers, 
and yoga teachers and organizers and bakers came out to organize. Ordinary people made this happen. No corporate dollars, no money from corporations. This is your dollars. This is your work. This is you made this happen. I am honored to stand here today on the stage as a national co-chair with Tamika and Carmen, who are my sisters, but also with my family, because I organize for my mother, I march for my daughters and all of my children. But most of all, I am my Palestinian grandmother who lives in an occupied territories, wildest dreams, sisters and brothers, and I'm so proud to be here with all of you. Justice for all. And that was Linda Sarsour speaking at the Women's March on Washington. Since that time, Linda Sarsour has been attacked on social media uh, by a whole lot of people and attacked for speaking out and being Muslim. Uh, so a lot of others have rallied to her support and Linda Sarsour has been a very, very strong and consistent voice. She was a big supporter of Bernie Sanders in his race to win the nomination for the Democrats and has been just a tireless supporter of human rights. And up next here is Bernie Sanders from the Women's March. You know, I have been driving down the interstate for many years, but I have never seen traffic backed up the way it is today. And I have never seen more people here at the State House than I have seen today. Jane and I and our kids were all over this place and our daughter in Washington who's marching today. Thank you all very much. What we are saying today here in Montpelier, in Washington, in Los Angeles, and all over this country. Mr. Trump, we are not going backwards. We are going forward. We are not going to retreat on women's rights, on immigration rights, on workers' rights, on health care rights, on racial justice, on the environment, or climate change. <laughs> Mr. Trump, I've got bad news for you. You are not going to divide us up by gender, by race, by who we love. In fact, in fact, your bigotry and your ugliness are going to bring us together in a progressive movement. Too many women have fought for too many years to make sure that women control their bodies, not the government. We're not going back. Too many women have fought for too many years for equal pay, for equal work. We are not going back. Two and a half million people, mostly low-income women, go to Planned Parenthood for quality health care. We are not going back.
for the day when health care is a right of all people. We're not throwing 20 million people off of health insurance and ending the Affordable Care Act. Yesterday, at his inauguration, Mr. Trump told the American people that he was for working people and against the establishment. But right behind him, in the VIP section, were billionaire after billionaire after billionaire who are the establishment. Donald Trump is a fraud. And the American people will understand this. If there is any silver lining in the horrendous victory of Mr. Trump on November 8th, it is that now I see in Montpelier and the huge crowd in Washington, D.C. today, I see workers and women and environmentalists and senior citizens and all those... I see our people coming together. And the lesson that Trump and his friends are going to learn is they are not going to divide us up, but black and white and Latino and Native American, Asian American, gay and straight, man and woman, young and old. We are going to create the kind of nation we know we can be, a nation based on love and compassion, not on hate and bigotry. Thank you all very much. And this is Kamala Harris from the Women's March on Washington. point in the history of our country. I believe this is a moment in time that is a pivotal moment in the history of our country. I think of this as being a moment in time similar to that moment in time when my parents met when they were active in the civil rights movement as students at the University of California, Berkeley in the 1960s. It's a moment in time that is similar to a moment in time many of us have experienced in our personal lives. You know, when that circumstance and situation required us to look in a mirror, and with furrowed brow, we asked the question, who are we? This is that moment in time for our country, where we are collectively looking in a mirror, and with furrowed brow, asking this question, who are we? And ladies and gentlemen, I believe the answer is a good one. Imperfect though we may be, I believe we are a great country. And part of what makes us great is we are a nation that was founded on certain ideals founded on the ideals 
that were spoken in 1776, that we are all and should be treated as equals. Founded on the ideals that guarantee every person's right to worship freely without intrusion. Founded on ideals where our immigrant communities represent the heart and soul of what it means to be an American. And when I look out at this incredible crowd today, I know one thing, even if you're not sitting in the White House, even if you are not a member of the United States Congress, even if you don't run a big corporate super PAC, you have the power. And we, the people, have the power. And there is nothing more powerful than a group of determined sisters marching alongside with their partners and their determined sons and brothers and fathers standing up for what we know is right. And here's the thing. We know that it is right for this nation to prioritize women's issues. Now here's what I'm talking about in terms of women's issues. So when I was first elected district attorney in San Francisco, or attorney general of California, or United States senator from the state of California, in, in each of those positions, I was elected as the first woman or the first woman of color. And folks would come up to me and they'd say, Kamala, talk to us about women's issues. And I'd look at them and I'd say, I'm so glad you want to talk about the economy. I'd say, great, let's talk about the economy because that's a woman's issue. I'd say, you want to talk about women's issues? Let's talk about national security. You want to talk about women's issues? That's fantastic. Let's talk about health care. Let's talk about education. Let's talk about criminal justice reform. Let's talk about climate change. Because we all know the truth. If you are a woman trying to raise a family, you know that a good paying job is a woman's issue. If you're a woman who is an immigrant who does not want her family torn apart, you know that immigration reform is a woman's issue. If you are a woman working off student loans, you know the crushing burden of student debt is a woman's issue. If you are a black mother trying to raise a son, you know black lives is a woman's issue. And if you are a woman, period, you know we deserve a country with equal pay and access to health care, including a safe and legal abortion, protected as a fundamental and constitutional right. So all of this is to say, my sisters and brothers, that we are tired as women of being relegated to simply being thought of as a particular constituency or demographic. We together are powerful and we are a force that cannot be dismissed or written off onto the sidelines. But I've got to tell you what we all know is this. We've got our work cut out for us and it's going to get harder before it gets easier. I know we will rise to the challenge and I know we will keep fighting no matter what because we've got the power. Yes, we've got the power. And 
I promise that I, along with my sisters and brothers on this stage, will be fighting for you every single day. And I know fight we will do and fight we will win, especially when they say it's unwinnable especially when they say that you might be the only one like you in that room. We know we will always be in that room together. So, so in closing, here's how I think we should be thinking about today. This was day, a day for all of us to come together in our nation's capital. Let's buckle in, because it's going to be a bumpy ride, and then let's go back to Ohio and New York and Florida and California, and let's get to work. And that was Kamala Harris speaking, and this here is Ashley Judd. <laughs> oh Michael. My Ashley. My name is Ashley Judd. Ashley Judd is here. I am a feminist. And I want to say hello to Independence Avenue in the back, all the way down to 17th Street. Wow. And I bring you words from Nina Donovan, a 19-year-old in Middle Tennessee, and she has given me the privilege of telling you what she has to say. I am a nasty woman. I'm not as nasty as a man who looks like he bathes in Cheeto dust. A man whose words are a diss track to America. Electoral college sanctioned hate speech contaminating this national anthem. I'm not as nasty as Confederate flags being tattooed across my city. Maybe the South actually is gonna rise again, maybe for some, it never really fell. Blacks are still in shackles and graves just for being black. Slavery has been reinterpreted as the prison system in front of people who see melanin as animal skin. I am not as nasty as a swastika painted on a pride flag. And I didn't know devils could be resurrected, but I feel Hitler in these streets. A mustache traded for a toupee. Nazis renamed the cabinet electroconversion therapy, the new gas chamber shaming the gay out of America, turning rainbows into suicide notes. I am not as nasty as racism, fraud, conflict of interest, homophobia, sexual assault, transphobia, white supremacy, misogyny, ignorance, white privilege. I'm not as nasty as using little girls like Pokemon before their bodies have even developed. I am not as nasty as your own daughter being your favorite sex symbol. Like your wet dreams infused with your own genes. But yeah, I'm a nasty woman. A loud, vulgar, proud woman. I'm not nasty like the combo of Trump and Pence being served up to me in my voting booth. I'm nasty like the battles my grandmothers fought to get me into that voting booth. I'm nasty like the fight for wage equality. Scarlett Johansson, why were the female actors paid less than half of what the male actors earned last year? See. Even when we do go into higher paying jobs, our wages are still cut with blades sharpened by testosterone. Why is the work of a black woman and a Hispanic woman worth only 63 and 54 cents of a white man's privileged daughter? This is not a feminist myth. This is inequality. So we are not here to be debunked. We are here to be respected. We are here 
to be nasty. I'm nasty. Like my blood stains on my bed sheets, we don't actually choose if and when to have our periods. Believe me, if we could, some of us would. We don't like throwing away our favorite pairs of underpants. Tell me, why are pads and tampax still taxed? Ooh, that was a brand name. Why are tampons and pads still taxed when Viagra and Rogaine are not is your erection really more than protecting the sacred, messy part of my womanhood? Is the blood stain on my jeans more embarrassing than the thinning of your hair? I know it is hard to look at your own entitlement and privilege. You may be afraid of the truth. I am unafraid to be honest. It may sound petty, bringing up a few extra cents. It adds up to the pile of change I have yet to see in my country. I can't see. My eyes are too busy praying to my feet, hoping you don't mistake eye contact for wanting physical contact half my life. I have been zipping up my smile, hoping you don't think I want to unzip your jeans. I am unafraid to be nasty because I am nasty like Susan, Elizabeth, Eleanor, Amelia, Rosa, Gloria, Condoleezza, Sonia, Malala, Michelle, Hillary. And our pussies ain't for grabbing. Therefore, reminding you that our walls are stronger than America's ever will be. Our pussies are for our pleasure. They are for birthing new generations of filthy, vulgar, nasty, proud, Christian, Muslim, Buddhist, sink, you name it, for new generations of nasty women. So if you, a nasty woman, or you love one, who is, let me hear you say, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I love you. Thank you. And this is Angela Davis speaking at the Women's March. I have the distinct honor and pleasure of welcoming to the stage the incomparable Angela Davis. Let us remind ourselves that we, the hundreds of thousands, the millions of women, trans people, men and youth who are here at the Women's March, we represent the powerful forces of change that are determined to prevent the dying cultures of racism, heteropatriarchy from rising again. We recognize that we are collective agents of history and that history cannot be deleted like web pages. We know that we gather this afternoon on indigenous land. And we follow the lead of the first peoples who, despite massive genocidal violence, have never relinquished the struggle for land, water, culture, their people. We especially salute today the Standing Rock Sioux. The 
freedom struggles of black people that have shaped the very nature of this country's history cannot be deleted with the sweep of a hand. We cannot be made to forget that black lives do matter. This is a country anchored in slavery and settler colonialism, which means, for better or worse, the very history of the United States is a history of immigration and enslavement. Spreading xenophobia, hurling accusations of murder and rape, and building walls will not erase history. No human being is illegal. The struggle to save the planet, to stop climate change, to guarantee the accessibility of water from the lands of the Standing Rock Sioux to Flint, Michigan, to the West Bank and Gaza, the struggle to save our flora and fauna, to save the air. This is ground zero of the struggle for social justice. This is a women's march. And this women's march represents the promise of feminism as against the pernicious powers of state violence. An inclusive, an inclusive and intersectional feminism, an inclusive and intersectional feminism that calls upon all of us to join the resistance to racism, to Islamophobia, to anti-Semitism, to misogyny, to capitalist exploitation. Yes, we salute the fight for 15. We dedicate ourselves to collective resistance, resistance to the billionaire mortgage profiteers and gentrifiers, resistance to the healthcare privateers, resistance to the attacks on Muslims, on immigrants, resistance to the attacks on disabled people, resistance to state violence perpetrated by the police and through the prison industrial complex, resistance to institutional and intimate gender violence, especially against trans women of color. Women's rights are human rights all over the planet, and that is why we say freedom and justice for Palestine. We, we celebrate the impending release of Chelsea Manning and Oscar Lopez Rivera, but we also say free Lynette Peltier. Free Mumia Abu-Jamal. Free Asata Shakur. Over the next months and years, we will be called upon to intensify our demands for social justice, to become more militant in our defense of vulnerable populations. Those who still defend the supremacy of white male heteropatriarchy had better watch out. The next 1,459 days of the Trump administration will be 1,459 days of resistance. Resistance on the ground, resistance in the classrooms, resistance on the job, resistance in our art and in our music. This is just the beginning. And in the words of the inimitable Ella Baker, 
we who believe in freedom cannot rest until it comes. Thank you. And finally, this episode, we have Janelle Monet from the Women's March on Washington. And Janelle Monet will wrap up this episode's Voices from the Women's March on Washington. If you want to reach out to me, you can send me a message at BernieUS2020 at gmail.com or follow me on Twitter at BernieUS2020. Thanks for listening. I'm so proud to stand here as a woman, an African-American woman. My grandmother was a sharecropper. She picked cotton in Aberdeen, Mississippi. My mother was a janitor, and I am a descendant of them, and I am here in their honor to help us move forward and fem the future. I just want to say, I want to remind you that it was woman that gave you Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. It was woman that gave you Malcolm X. And according to the Bible, it was a woman that gave you Jesus. Don't you ever forget it. And we must remind them those who are abusing their power. That is what I am here today to march against, the abuse of power. I want to say to the LGBTQ community, my fellow brothers and sisters, to immigrants, my fellow brothers and sisters, to women, continue to embrace the things that make you unique even if it makes others uncomfortable. You are enough. And whenever you feel in doubt, whenever you want to give up, you must always remember to choose freedom over fear. I come here again as an American and as a woman, not as an artist. When I go home, I have the same concerns. When I see bullies trying to bully you, just know that I am upset about it and it does not go unnoticed. The things that are happening from Washington to even other Americans abusing their power and abusing others will be hidden no more. Women will be hidden no more. We will not remain hidden figures. We have names. We are complete human beings. And they cannot police us, so get off our areolas. Get off our vaginas. Again. We birthed this nation, and we can unbirth a nation if we choose. We can stop completely if we choose. This is about unity, and I want to bring on stage some more American women and men saying beauty, Jadena, and the mothers of the movement. As I talk about the abuse of power, it's not just happening here in Washington. It has also happened on the ground in the police force. We have amazing cops, we have amazing Ameri Americans, but again, we are here to fight against the abuse of power and to unite and to remind us all that at the end of the day, we all pee the same color. And we must protect each other. We must protect one another. So this is a song, this is a song, music that we wrote, not for ourselves, but for you. Make some noise if you're gonna continue to be out there on the front lines. This is a song 
that is a vessel and this is a tool for you to take out. As you march, this song is called Hell You Talking About. And we're talking about this right now because we must continue to exercise our voices. Some of us protest in silence and some of us believe that silence is not an option and music, our sound, is a weapon. No wrong way to do it. But this song is going to honor those who are victims, victims due to the abuse of power. This is a chant, and for us to be one living, breathing organism, I need your help. Can I get you to sing with us? So it goes like this, it's a call and response. I'm gonna use Sandra Bland. Sandra Bland, our sister Sandra Bland. So when I say, Sandra Bland, say her name. I'm gonna say Sandra Bland and you say, say her name. So one more time. Sandra Bland. Sandra Bland. Sandra Bland. Hell you talking about? Hell you talking about? Hell you talking about? Hell you talking about? Hell you talking about?
the mic, because this is not about me. So you go. Say, Jordan. Jordan Davis. No, no, no. Nope. We're going to do it right, because this is a moment for history. We're going to have a moment together where we're listening and we are in tune. We are in tune, all right? One, two, three. Jordan Davis. Say it now. Hey, hey, hey. 